Good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Uh, today's Tuesday, January 31st. And if you're one of those people that has some kind of a, I don't know, a subscription or a cell phone plan or a cable bill where you're allotted certain amounts of data or certain amount of access per month, today's your day. Last day, you got to tolerate that. Tomorrow, it all starts fresh. And just think, I got one of those notifications on my, we, we, you know, I'm a middle-aged man, so we have cable and that's how I pay for my internet. And I get this notification that I've used like 97% of my allotted internet uh, usage. And I was like, <laughs> I have allotted internet usage. I thought, Is that a thing? That's a, have you, have you used more internet than normal this month? I, okay, how would anyone know this? Who keeps track of it, their internet usage? That's what I was saying. I'm like, how will I, did I even know? So, you know, then I get out an app and I try looking in there and I can't figure out my internet usage. But then they send this little message. Hey, you're, you're about, and then we're going to charge you more money. You know, yeah. cable companies we will charge you more money if you keep using it. But we do give you a free pass once. What you know, mm -hmm. we, we get it. Sometimes things happen. I'm like, I don't know what happened in January. I have no idea how this has been any any different than any other day. But I felt this sense of relief seeing that today was January 31st because I got that <laughs> burden off my back. I can just burn through. And next month, short month, Jan uh, February, I'm just gonna live live free oh, and easy. You'll have internet to spare. Yeah, like, I'd <laughs> love to. I'd love to bank it. I'd love to just tuck it away in my in my savings pocket. Like the government uh, cheese mountain. Have you heard of this? Like we have just tons, literal tons of cheese no. stored in a mountain. Government cheese. No, truly? It's real. Google that. We have what, a Dan, cheese Dan, stockpile. Dan, Dan. How long can they keep Don't, cheese? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Before we keep talking about this, we need to just be very clear <laughs> the algorithms that you that we are not peddling conspiracy theories. Uh, no. Well, okay, good, good point. Let's do a quick weather roundup, and then we'll tell people what happened <laughs> to us last week. Uh, where I live, I look outside, it's bright and clear, and nine below zero. Ooh. Like, you take the Fahrenheit, which is already real, you know, real generous with getting to zero, unlike Celsius, right? You know, we're at, we're at zero at zero, not, not 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It's negative nine Fahrenheit. It's, it, there's a negative amount of temperature uh, apparently outside. It is, it is that, that cold, just unbelievable. Mm. Rob, how is it there somewhere outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas? Yeah, we got uh, about three inches of sleet and freezing rain and snow yesterday. Um, so we are on day two of a inclement weather day. Uh, mm. Thankfully, they uh, they called school yesterday while roads were still clear and there wasn't uh, a bit of precipitation in the sky. But uh, by 11 a.m. or so, it was it was sleeting hard. And here in Arkansas, they don't you know treat the roads real well. There's not like they don't they're not putting beet juice down to like you know yeah. keep it from freezing and. That stuff that you know the really the the, the, the hardcore street people. Just, just Side note coming in, to you. We'll just, we'll explain that joke in a minute. Just cracking inside the, uh, jokes here on the podcast, uh, but uh, yeah. So we have got uh, we've got kind of some rough weather. It's not as cold, but it is it is below freezing, uh, and then we've got another round of uh, sleet coming in. 
wow. um, a little bit later today. There. So, but well, it's, it's a good thing like, they kept the kids from being trapped in the buses, which I know happens in a lot of those those yep. places, and you know, and, trucks falling off the. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at this. <laughs> okay. I, just so we don't get flagged for conspiracy theories, the cheese stockpile is real. Up on the screen, we have this great graphic. We have 1.5 billion pounds of cheese tucked away. Okay, cheese the U.S. Mold. government. Like, cheese no, goes no, bad, doesn't no, it? No, you stick it in, you dip it in some wax, and that'll last uh, decades. Yeah. Wax? Wow, I, I, I mean... I, yeah, yeah, haven't you ever had yeah. the cheese in the yeah. wax wheels? Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. presentation packaging. I thought it was just oh, they were just it was a way that they How old are those baby <laughs> bells? Yeah. I don't I don't know the timeline or the expiration date on the cheese involved. And what but is I the circumstance we, by which you're thinking, let's go get the cheese out of the mountain? Like how bad <laughs> off are we where <laughs> You're like, you might live another six weeks if you eat the cheese. And then what? Like, what's, what is, what is the plan? Do, do you think there's somebody that, well, obviously there's someone because they've made a graph and this is a true thing and the government's doing it. Someone's in charge of the cheese stockpile. Let's see oh, yeah. if we could reach out to that person and have them come on and on talk to show. us about this. Yes, we should. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we um, should. Did you ever watch the big block of cheese episode of the West Wing? That's no, is where it, I is I'm sure the, I have, but I don't stockpile. remember. Huh. It started out like, you know, 1800s or something. In the White House, one of the early presidents literally had a massive block of cheese. And if you were poor, you could just come get cheese. <laughs> and it, it stuck around. Well, this is, so, this is I mean, You learn I, something new every day. I have, well, I'm not sure about podcast. that. I, but I do, have, I do have questions. So one of them is... What, what about people that are lactose intolerant? Are they just well, going to be first left, to go. Out? Yeah. First left to go. out of the apocalypse? They're just... <laughs> I mean, either first that or like the they, have to, the, the they have tragedy. a tummy ache while they're fighting the zombies. Um, so that's one. Two, um, I'm sure Joe Biden has... Uh, has cut into the uh has cut the cheese i'm sure joe <laughs> biden has cut into the national cheese stockpile to uh to deal with inflation i'm sure he has bring down the uh the price of cheese like he did with the uh the um the uh the the price of oil with uh you know cutting into the national stockpile of oil oil reserves mm -hmm. I'm sure he's done that with the cheese as well. Why aren't Republicans speaking out about this? We well, are depend. We're going to become dependent on foreign cheese. Foreign yeah. Cheese. It, it, well, this this is probably what keeps us from that. This is keeps this our. This is our actually uh, one of those good old fashioned socialism kind of things that Republicans do like. This is a farm subsidy situation uh, mm -hmm. because milk Where is the production. Mountain? I don't know where cheese mountain is. But. Jeez, no. oh, we're, we're, okay. we're going to go deep on this. Milk we're production go has drastically increased over the years. Mm, we're yes. just, you know, pumping those cows for all they're worth. Milk consumption, <laughs> however, is down quite a bit. And so the government, to keep milk prices steady, is buying up <laughs> the milk and turning it into cheese and, 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 and storing it in the mountain. Now, are, are you guys watching uh, The Last of Us on, yeah. on HBO? Yeah, love no, it. No, that's a show worth watching. Oh, the Last yes. of Us. 
Yes, The Last of Us. Apparently based on a video game, which I didn't know. I'm not oh, a video game guy, but um, no, 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 no. It's re- like the show okay. is really good in. on its own. I'm, I'm, I'm not a video game guy. The th- you have to at least watch the third episode. Uh, did you have you watched the third episode, Dan? Yeah, I cried. I mean, with uh, unexpected, unbelievable. Oh, it is that. beautiful. Un- I'm not watching nothing. Oh, <laughs> back out. Yeah, it's like I, uh, it can cry. be a standalone mm-hmm. episode. One of the better episodes of television you'll ever yeah. watch. And there's a, no. I don't know, there's a 35, 45 minute section of it that I almost last night when I finished it, I almost just said to Vanessa, just watch this. Like, we'll just jump in in the middle here. You don't need to know anything. Just watch this. Um, But anyways, in that Nick Offerman, um, you know, is, is dealing with an apocalypse taking place. And so bringing that back to the mountain of cheese, it seems like if the mountain of cheese was a real thing, Nick Offerman in The Last of Us would have found it. Would have found it, yeah. Well, I hope all the so our Hollywood I'm, elite screenwriters are watching this, and uh, we can get I'm, that we can get that rolled on in there. Uh, so I, I'm just I'm just going on record saying I'm not sure I believe in the Cheese Mountain. <laughs> hey, uh, do your well, own research, um, Rob. Uh, quick hello uh, to, to Kelly to Kelly, who's uh, in the chat saying she's cold in Kansas, and to Kimberly, uh, who's in another part it's of Carrie, the Twin negative ten, uh, where she is. So Carrie and Kimberly and Jim. Good morning, Jim. I think Jim's out in California and probably enjoying the 50th day of rain in a row out there in California or whatever's, whatever's happening. Hey, uh, here's the, the thing Rob was referring to earlier about the conspiracy theories, be afraid. Last week we did our Tuesday uh, roundup and uh, got a notification from YouTube that somehow our, our broadcast had violated their conspiracy theory rules and they took down our the recording. And so they said, you can appeal it if you think that was wrong. So I f- clicked the appeal box and wrote a little note in there and said, hey, we're, a, we're not doing that stuff. And they wrote back, you know, like 45 minutes later and said, your appeal has been denied. Your video has been removed. Like my cable company, you get one freebie, uh, but don't let it happen again. But they don't tell you what it was that yeah. you... Uh, that 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 violated their conspiracy uh, rules about spreading conspiracy theories. So I don't know what it is. Sometimes we mock conspiracy theories here, or we we raise them in order to say this is a thing people hold to, because we want people not to hold to those. So I don't know what <laughs> yeah. kind of you know uh, what kind of shutdown they're running over there at the YouTube. But uh, anyway, so if you, yeah, if you were trying to share that last last week's episode with family and friends and trying to gather together around you know the iPad and get the kids together to, to watch it, which we know a lot of you do, our apologies to you that that um, that, that that is now has been probably ruined a lot of weekends for people by an algorithm. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to so, try to keep this thing on the uh, you know on the truth train here and not yeah not be two things off with into this. That. Two things with this. Uh, one, I would love for you know our regular listeners, if you remember last week's episode, if you watched along live with us, you know, if you could maybe refresh our memories of, you know, what could we have said that was a conspiracy theory? Um, that would be helpful if you if you remember. Um, and two, I'm pretty sure this is going to be our last episode because I'm fairly confident that Cheese Mountain is going to get us perma banned from the. <laughs> from YouTube and this is it. They're going to be like, listen, well, we warned you last week and then you came back this week talking about Cheese Mountain. 
and <laughs> you, you, we're just putting the you're kibosh done. to this. It's thing. it's as if it's as if you're trying to be kicked off of this this platform. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say that we didn't receive that notification from Twitter. So over on Elon Musk's Anything Goes, you can still watch it there. And in the cesspool <laughs> that is Facebook's conspiracy theories galore, it's still just hopping over there. But the good people over at YouTube, which is our preferred place for you to watch this, it's like, it's like the one that we love, um, said, said no. So if you're watching this anywhere else, go over to YouTube and, and say nice things about us so that they stop, stop being mean to us. Uh, all right. Well, All right. a lot happening yeah, a lot of, in the news, news to get to. Uh, on the on the other on on the other front, and um, we'll we'll start here with uh, with the. Can we start with some breaking news? Murder of of Tyree oh, uh, Nichols. No, let's talk. Let's talk okay, about that yeah. before. We've got and some breaking news. Breaking, that, breaking news report from about twenty minutes ago that will mm -hmm. that will pop in here in a, in a minute. I, I like all of you. You know, just sickened to see the videos and to hear the recounting of people, family members of Tyree Nichols, having to watch police officers brutalize uh, him to the point of his death in, in Memphis in January. And it's, you know, so many mixed emotions that, that people probably have about this, right? You, we don't want to get, you know what it probably was last week, by the way, it's now coming all back to me. It was the conversation about one bad apple's and uh, that we were trying, I was saying that it was uh, the Jackson Five, and that's probably the deep conspiracy theory of them all uh, that got us kicked off. But you know, you, we we don't want to believe that of the four hundred thousand police officers in the United States, that um, it's possible that you know more than a few people would behave like this. the The tragedy of this story is that this young man, you know, 29-year-old man doing nothing was not brutalized by an officer, but a group of officers who had been arranged into a, a task force group that apparently was given extra freedom to behave in ways to try to deal with crime and violence in Memphis. And then other officers from the sheriff's department, people from the uh, EMT crews, didn't respond, didn't do anything to protect uh, Tyree as he sat slumped down on the side of a police car for 24 minutes before an ambulance got there and then days later died from the injuries that he had sustained. Just the, the callousness of the entire system yeah. saying that this man, for whatever reason, they determined him to be someone they should, they should treat in this way uh, is... It just can't be, oh, there's just random bad apples out there because there's just too many over and over and over. And it's it's just maddening. You know, no one wants to be blind-eyed to the brutality of the police and it's not good for any of us to run around and simply disregard all police officers. But we're really in a pickle in this country trying to figure out what to, how to think about this because it doesn't... Nothing answers the question. Total depravity can't answer the question. More training can't answer the question. More visibility doesn't answer the question. It, it's just really, really bad when the people who we depend on in our system to be the protectors or the healers are the ones doing the brutalizing. It, mm -hmm. And and it's... it's um, I know everyone's at a loss and everyone is sickened. The fact that, you know, five of the officers that were arrested were, were also black men is something that 
changes the conversation from what it's been like in a lot of the other police violence actions on black men and black women when they're white police officers. So that complicates matters additionally, not saying that that doesn't mean that race wasn't involved or that there's not a belief in police systems in our society that black men are more dangerous. People who are black tend to believe those kinds of untruths uh, as do as do uh, people who are white. So there's some some things about racism that permeates our society and is particularly true inside of certain police forces, especially in Memphis. And there's just it's it's really it's really uh, terrible. It's been I'm going to be done with my rant here in a minute. I'd love to hear from you guys. It's been good for me to hear other police officers that I've heard in news accounts from around the country saying. These kinds of things are are embarrassing to the police force, to the police forces all over the country, and we have to get a handle on it. It feels like this one's slightly different in that people in the police force communities are saying, we have to deal with this inside the police systems, as opposed to, we've got it. We have a system. We don't need all of you in here messing around with it. We know how to deal with people that violate our, our you know, agreements that they're saying something's not working here. So I'm hopeful that maybe somehow this horrible, brutal tragedy will be the end of a certain road. Um, but I'm, I'm super doubtful uh, about that. I, I'm, I'm at the point where I, I feel about these kinds of tragedies um, that happen with police brutality, the same way I feel about school shootings, it feels like everyone is gutting. Everyone should be the final straw. Mm. Everyone should be the thing that wakes people up and necessitates massive reform and none of them will be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yeah. it feels inevitable that it's just a matter of time until, you know, it, it happens again. Um, and it's so disconcerting um, and so bothersome in, in, mm -hmm. in, on so many levels. It's just, I barely have I, I barely have words because it's just yeah um, you know this should have been dealt with decades ago um, mm -hmm. you know this should have been dealt with last year this should have been dealt with a couple yep. months ago um, and so it's just yeah it's it's really really difficult I I don't know about you guys I force myself to watch these videos yeah I do um, too. Not because I want to, not because I, you know, there's any kind of, you know, I don't know, morbid fascination, but because uh, it, it's just this, like, I can't, I can't look away. I can't become like, I, I, I just, me personally, I'm like, I can't become numb to this. This, this has to shock me every time. But I also feel like, wow, if this really shocked us we would do something about it and why haven't we it's yeah. just yeah yeah i couldn't bring myself to watch the video i did watch videos of tyree when he was alive like skateboarding mm -hmm. and enjoying life and 
um, just equally gutting to know that this was, you know, just a beautiful human being whose life was ended because we have a system that puts armed government agents in positions to end lives for traffic stops. Yes. And yeah. just starting there, like why, why are traffic stops where yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. maybe you have a light out or a registration? Why is that yes. a moment where you need guns involved yes. or violence and, involved? Uh, yeah. And Dan, I, I don't give it. the punishment for a light being out, you know, a brake light being out or, you know, your your car registration being expired. The punishment for that is not execution. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in these situations, what happens a lot and seems to be the case here from the footage that <clears throat> they grabbed Tyree immediately, had guns out, came in very violently, threw him on the ground, pepper sprayed him. Then he wrangled himself away and he ran, right? Because he's like, I'm being brutalized by these officers here. And apparently then you hear the police officers saying, give him a beat down. Because there's this whole code that a lot yeah. of the police officers are talking about how the way these especially these strike forces like this this scorpion one that was there in memphis is designed to work is to try to be a presence in the community as a real harsh force from the police on criminals right so they then want to send a message you do exactly what we say or else and when you run from police officers then they feel like it's their prerogative to punish you and this whole thing is so broken this idea that somehow these officers roaming the streets are out there to be as bad as the bad guys, but the good guys. Th this thing is just, it, it's just outrageous. And a lot of the police um, commentators are talking about how that's part of what needs to change in this system, right? It's that, because I don't know if you've ever interacted with a police officer. I most certainly have. If you don't do exactly what they tell you to do and they're coming in angry and hot, they will act as if the entirety of the judicial system is at their personal disposal to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yep. To yep. arrest you, to cuff you, to hold you, to throw you down. I've had knees on the back of my neck and my face jammed into the ground by police officers. Like That's the kind of stuff they do. And it's not just about the training says don't do it. You, you know, a lot of the people I've been listening to who are like former police police chiefs and so on, right? These are inside people in the system mm -hmm. are saying, look, there's official training like there is in any business or any, you know, uh, yeah. portion of society. And then there's how you're socialized to actually behave. right? And the mm -hmm. socialization is what we're seeing here. That this kind yeah. of you know, Kimberly writes in the, in the notes that, you know, she as a friend who is a police officer and with the sheriff's department and after working in that system for a while, they become really jaded and really scared and really hardened and just don't put up with it anymore and don't tolerate it. And they're afraid for their lives. Like there is fear and trauma and brutality all over this system. And they're selecting people who want to behave this way. So the whole thing is just not working. And, and look, the, the other thing is had Tyree not died, 
much like George Floyd. Had George yep. Floyd not died, we never there wouldn't have, have been an investigation at these levels. Yep. Right. If yep. he was just beaten down in the hospital and you know was left with the effects of this for the rest of his life, probably yep. wouldn't have heard of it. Yep. An investigation the start the because the guy because the guy died. So how many other people have been face down and knees in the back of their necks and hit with batons and had their and, and then you know they're. The, the police officers on this thing are saying things to each other like, well, he reached for my gun. He swung at me. Like they're telling yeah. themselves a story. You can watch it on the videos. It's not true. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not they're what happened. They're also saying things because they don't think the videos will show what's really happening. They're saying things like, give me show your us hands. your hands. Give me your mm -hmm. hands. Like mm -hmm. they have his hands. Yes. They have him restrained, but they keep yep. saying things. So the audio picks oh. up. Wow. So they can cover Stop the resisting. abuse. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. the system is so broken internally and all the things that people said would help, more training, more diversity, none of it works. More body cameras. Yeah. Because this like toxic culture within is self-preserving. The mm -hmm. good apples get forced out. The good apples... Yeah turn into bad apples if they stick around too long. And, because, and you're right, Dan, I, th I think you're on it because there's this hierarchy and you know how it happens inside of every system, right? Somebody's more in charge. When EMTs show up on the scene and they see that this scorpion strike force, these people there that are given more elite uh, recognition and power, even though all of these officers, the five that were part of this so-called scorpion unit, they, all of them joined the police force from 2017, between 2017 and 2020. They're new, but they're given this status of do whatever you need to do to kind of clear the streets, right? So then other officers show up and they're like, oh, these guys are here. So they're more in charge. And there's a pecking order of who gets to intervene, who gets yep. to say yes or no, who, and you saw it in the Chauvin case, you know, where uh, the murder of George Floyd, where the other officers are like, he's my commanding officer. He's, I can't, that's not how the system works. So this idea that you have good apples and bad, like that's not how it works either. There's no supervisor on the scene. There's the guys who are more in charge. And can you imagine if you're another officer and you try to step in and stop this yeah. and, and, and Tyree Nichols doesn't die and it doesn't become a case that we're talking about. You're just going to be an ostracized officer inside the Memphis system. And this isn't just about Memphis. We could say it about places in, in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we went and did a story, in Minneapolis, yep. Minnesota, in Little Rock, Ar Little Rock, Arkansas, and all the places where the people on the chat are commenting, all of our towns have stories in the news about police force doing things like this. Mm -hmm. And it's we've escalated up in the last 30 years this violence narrative in police forces to, to a level that, as you say, Dan, I think you're right, all the solutions we've provided None of those have been enough. None of those have singularly been enough. And studies have been done about what causes a reduction in crime. And it's police officers behaving in the opposite ways that most of these strike forces operate. More engagement, more openness, more kindness is the thing that causes crime rates to go down. Not guys driving around in hot rotted vehicles with a go get the bad guys kind of mentality. 
that's uh, that's happening. So I, I know that you know getting rid of all these specialized units isn't going to solve the problem. Nothing is. It's that it's that old adage, right? That we don't have a problem here because problems have a single solution. We have a predicament which requires multiple responses. So the number of responses that have to come to this are so vast. At some point, you just it's as if you're thinking. Yeah. The system can't hold as it is because it's it's just a broken system all the way around in our in our policing and in our crime and in and in all the rest of it. And, and I'll just tag this one on. It has a lot to do with the availability of guns because a lot of police officers have mm-hmm. a heightened fear that's justified that someone they're going to come upon is going to have a gun. So you can't talk about this without talking about the prevalence of guns in our society. Whether someone has the right to carry, you know, as uh, as uh, one of the other murders of by police officers of someone here in Minnesota, the killings of uh, someone here in Minnesota, Felice Castile, same thing. He was a licensed carrier of a gun. And when he tried to open that box uh, in his car that had the gun in it, the officer shot him, right? Even though he has a right to carry a gun. So the, just the prevalence of guns causes everything to be escalated to just yep. the most mm-hmm. heightened level. And and we're, we're not, we're choosing not to solve that problem in our society. And we're choosing not to deal with the, with the other issues in our society as well. And um, we're going to continue to have these stories happen many days of the year. I was going to say every day, but maybe that's a little extreme. I don't think so, but at least many days of the year. And periodically something will pop above the fray and we'll all be hearing about it as we did this tragic yeah. death of this yeah. young man and this fracturing of this of this community. And the, uh, you know, a little four-year-old boy's dad is now dead and dead at the hands of the police who mm-hmm. now are going to go to jail for crimes that they committed. And as Jim, uh, you know, in the comments says, him as a former police officer believes that these guys act as criminals. Yeah, well, we can't have so many police officers acting as criminals. I mean, this is a bit like, I'm going to sound like I'm talking about the Trump administration here, but what other sector of society do you have this number of people from a a workforce of this size that also have criminals in them Mm -hmm. to the point that they're tried, convicted, and that the city is cities around America are paying millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits. Yeah. Here's, no other part of our society has criminals to this degree. So you, we can say, well, hey, bad yeah. apple criminals in the police force. Shouldn't that be the place where there's less criminals than in the general work <laughs> population and not more? Yeah. It, it makes it makes very little sense to yeah. someone like me. Yeah. 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 All, all that well said, Doug. I... Um, to maybe transition away from from this story to another one that was kind of equally disturbing. I, I mean, I I got in bed one night last week feeling like, whew, because it was the same day I watched the the video of Tyree. I also watched the uh, the video that was released of of Paul Pelosi being attacked mm. in his home, uh, and I was just wow. Um, did, did you have a chance to, did you watch these videos as well? Uh, I did. And as it turns out that the, what was released was um, um, home security footage showing um, 
this man breaking David something or other. I can't remember his last name. Breaking into the Pelosi's home, the release of the nine one one call, where Paul Pelosi is um, trying to remain calm and talk to mm-hmm. the nine one one operator in as normal and trying not to upset this guy, but trying to indicate to the nine one one operator that hey, we got a problem here. And I need your help. Um, and frankly, the 911 operator uh, didn't seem to be getting it. Um, and that was really difficult to listen to. Um, as Paul Pelosi explains to the 911 operator that this man broke into his home and was going to wait until his wife got home, uh, you know, presumably to kill her. And, you know, he, and then, you know, he was forced off the phone by the man really strange and difficult to listen to. And then the, the police video of them coming in, finally coming to the door, the door being answered by uh, Paul Pelosi and, and the man who broke into his home, um, the struggle for the hammer, um, and that, that was being held and, you know, the, the, the blow, uh, to yeah. Paul Pelosi and and then the police um, jumping on the man who who hit him. Um, it was just really really brutal to watch and sobering um, and also infuriating. Yep, infuriating because uh, we were subjected to. Republicans like Ted Cruz and others cracking jokes about Paul Pelosi. We were subjected to conspiracy theories about there being some kind of affair, some kind of relationship that the man didn't actually break in, that they all were in their underwear, that, you know, just over and over and over again, we were so many Republicans and conservative commentators took this opportunity this tragedy as an opportunity to you know to to crack jokes and take political pot shots yeah, at mm-hmm. Pelosi's and as it turns out they were wrong about all of it they were lying about all of it and it just shows the the crassness that that they have that they have sunk to and it was just absolutely heartbreaking to see yep and and just the sheer uh, cynicism in the system where people like Ted Cruz and commentators on Fox News and One American Network and these kinds of places and would be so comfortable as to say, oh, I'm sure there was, it wasn't a crime being committed by someone who hates Nancy Pelosi. No, right. I'm sure it was something that Paul Pelosi was actually doing that was wrong, right? This yeah. kind of thing where the victim is clearly that, oh, this, no way would somebody who, you know, despises Nancy Pelosi to the degree that I despise Nancy Pelosi would ever do something quite so horrible. And they know, they know that there's body cam footage from the police. They've mm-hmm. heard that it exists, like we've heard it existed. They knew there was security footage from the home security system that was going to come out. And yet, they still were saying, I'm sure this is something nefarious that the Pelosi's were up to. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though they know that there's going to be a recordings, video, audio recordings, to show what happened. I saw one commentator on Fox News he was a guest and he was saying, well, we still don't know that the man broke in. He, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I saw this clip he was too. invited in. And then the 
the host of the show says to this commentator, like, well, no, here's the video of the him, of him smashing a window While and climbing in. We don't, but yeah, but we don't know that that's the real thing. Like this level of cynicism, yeah. right? And it was and, all and, amplified by Elon Musk on Twitter. Yes. I don't know if you remember this, but he used his massive platform, the owner of the, what is it, the world's town square, whatever he likes to call it. He gets on his soapbox there and says, hey, I don't know, this looks uh, pretty weird. Yeah, And then there's this yeah. plausible deniability from all of them. Like, well, we were just asking questions. We were just, uh, we were just poking around. Yeah, and you know, it it reminds me we, the same type of thing is happening right now, and has been happening with um, around the situation with Demar Hamlin, um, who was the the football player who had cardiac arrest um, on the football field, Buffalo Bills player who was had to be revived and taken to the hospital, and has made a an amazing recovery. Um, but the story that kind of gripped the nation, there are. A number of people, like you don't have to dig, you don't have to flip over too many rocks to find people who um, believe that DeMar Hamlin actually died on the field um, as a result of getting the COVID-19 vaccination. Yeah. Which are things that we are saying are not true. Just you, YouTube algorithm, see, we're saying those things are not true. And the and his appearance at the Bills playoff game, and even the video that has been posted of him addressing fans, all of it they say is been faked. It's a body double. It's a deep fake. You know, it's like this is all a cover up. It th like this level of yep. uh, disconnection from reality is really really disconcerting yeah. that yeah, is. we have we have people that if if the facts don't align with their particular perspective or political persuasion or you know their whatever it might be their like their go-to response is oh it's all faked or it's yeah. all, you know like it's it I, how can we be in a society where like we can't even agree on what the facts are? It's really, really disconcerting. Yeah. And it's yeah. only going to get worse because of these AI, like deep fake <sighs> machines where you can just put your face on, you know, another video and you can. Yeah. 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 And you know, this, we'll talk about these other stories here in a minute. Uh, and it connects to, the idea that Donald Trump would sit on the telephone to the president of Ukraine and say, we'll get you military support, but I need you to do us a favor first, right? Yep. On a recorded call as the president with people listening, doesn't mm -hmm. care. I'll just say, that's not what I said. We'll call, the, we'll, we'll call the secretary of state of Georgia and say, find I just need you to find us these votes. And you know, then later you can just say that you did a recount. That's all. We'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. You know, we're recording this. You know, people are listening. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. it used to be that, of, that, that many eyes, this theory of many eyes, lots of people looking, lots of people watching, everything. We, that felt new and felt like a protection. Now there's a whole movement of people. I'm sure there's some who hold the kinds of political beliefs that I hold. I have a hard time finding them. I see a lot of conservatives, though, 
who just deny the very thing that they are doing, saying, and, are, and have recordings of, and then just act like it does not matter. And I'll mm -hmm. say, well, I, I was just, I was just, you know, making some commentary at the time. And, yeah. and just over and over, there's, you know, we can get to Santos in a minute because I heard there's some breaking news on that, but he's another one of these guys yes. that again, just another opportunity, something has been shown and proven, and yet the, the, the proof in the pudding doesn't make any difference. You, yeah. you get done with the pudding and you're like, the pudding clearly, I don't even know what the proof in the pudding is, but the pudding clearly was not made with milk uh, or whatever the proof in this is in the pudding. And then someone's just like, yeah, but that's unimportant to us. Yeah. Simply unimportant. And, and we're not even like post-fact. This is just sheer deniability of something you're actually looking at. Like these guys run around like a bunch of magicians just saying what you just saw is not what you saw. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really, really troubling. Some 1984 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the breaking news on George Santos, our favorite congressman. Uh, he, you, In case you don't know, uh, George Santos, if that is his real name, uh, is the congressman from Long Island won a uh, a, uh, a a disputed uh, not disputed but a tight election in an open seat that previously had been a, a Democratic seat, helping um, Kevin McCarthy win the majority in the the House of Representatives. As it turns out, pretty much everything we know about George Santos is not true, and uh, and you know there's this ongoing just daily revelation of of all sorts of things about him. Breaking news from Jake Sherman at Punchbowl News, uh, and Jake Sherman's one of the uh, one of the really good journalists in D.C. Breaking news. Uh, this is from 51 minutes ago, so I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe it's broken by now. Um, oh no, not, George not, not in this world. Imagine people that watch this six weeks from now; they're really uh, going to feel like it's not breaking news. Yeah, right. that's when it's not breaking <laughs> like, news anymore. Wasn't that guy arrested or something? Um, breaking news from 51 minutes ago: George Santos tells House Republicans he will recuse himself from sitting on committees. Just happened in a closed GOP meeting. So George Santos is saying, listen, listen, guys, um, uh, before you kick me out of the House, um, I'll this is the this is the kid that says, um, listen, I'll I'll sit in time out so you yeah. don't have to ground me. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that. Like this is uh, I don't know. What do, what do we and I have another theory on the the no committee thing. But, uh, you know, here's my theory on the no committee thing. He's a genius when they're show yes. horses and workhorses. He's yes. like, you know what? Don't yes. give me work to do. Yes. I don't want to be yeah. on a committee. I don't want to have to read reports. I don't want to yeah. have, you know, you know what Marjorie I will be a congressman for two more years <laughs> until I lose. And I'm just going to make the best of it. So yes. why don't I just recuse myself from the work? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, he's like the middle-aged manager that's, that watches the young, you know, new hires be all eager to get busy working. And they're like, okay, yeah, good, good for yeah, you. Go for we it. like your initiative. Keep asking yeah. to do more things. In fact, you know, send me an that's email. Right. I'll give you a list of the things I do all day that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Turns and out George Santos no committee is thing. a genius. The, well, the no committee thing is really interesting to me because, um, you know who spent the last two years n without any committee assignments? Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene. Green. And you and know what she, she didn't in charge of them. Yes, but you know what she did instead? She basically had a podcast that she did instead, 
while all of her colleagues are working, she's mm -hmm. podcasting, building her profile, building her following. And as it turns out, she was one of the highest fundraising uh, yeah. Republicans in the House of Representatives. Uh, you know, like maybe the pathway to stardom in the House of Representatives, the way to get ahead of the other 434 representatives that are there is not by working harder, being smarter, doing a better job. Maybe it's yeah. uh, loafing and making turning yourself into a celebrity. I think George Santos might be uh, – I, I think there's two things at play. One is he's trying to uh, – you know, stave off any further punishment by, you know, self-reporting this. Um, and then secondly, I think he sees the pathway to, yep. uh, to stardom being, um, you know, not having to do the work of being on a committee and using that time instead to self-promote. Well, what a champ that guy is, you know, uh, Hey, don't, don't kick me out of my, you know, $170,000 a year job for the next two years. Just give me less to do. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable this guy uh, he's got a level of genius in there uh yeah he's quiet quitting kimberly johnson said he's quiet quitting he's, he's quiet quitting his job Come on, kimberly. that's hey, fantastic uh, kimberly uh, by the way what what he's not then going to be looking at uh old old george if that's his name santos uh is the misuse of covid funds which as it turns out under the mm -hmm. trump administration they were giving away a whole bunch of money and didn't know where it was going. Somehow this is going to get tagged on Democrats and it blows my mind that all this stuff happens under Trump, right? Those PPP loans and all that yeah. stuff. I know that Democrats were in charge of the House, but it was under the Trump administration that all this nonsense was going on. And uh, there were $5.4 billion that they've already identified as being connected to shady social security numbers of people getting PPP loans and the other kinds of loans and so on. So that, you know, people were, uh, were grabbing a little something that didn't belong to them, which is a lot of money. Again, just a little side note, but about two thirds of the amount of money that we spend on potato chips every year in this country, but still a lot. I mean, it was two thirds of the potato chip fund for America that was hived off by uh, people who were, who were acting badly. And now the House of Representatives is going to dig in to figure this out. Here's what I find curious about this. The same people, the Republicans running the House, that are saying we have to get to the bottom of where did the money go that was given out through PPP loans and other COVID responses are the same people saying we will not fund the Internal Revenue Service to find out how people have absconded with the money that they should be paying in their taxes. Mm -hmm. So they're very concerned about deficits, apparently, and very concerned about COVID misuse, but they're not concerned at all about people cheating on their taxes and not paying their fair tax rates. And, and in the same moment, they're supporting committees that are trying to do two opposite things, enforce the legality of money in relationship to the government and yep. not enforce the legalities of money as it relates to the government. It's just a stunning act by this uh, uh, by these Republicans that they can simultaneously care and not care uh, about the what's essentially the same thing, whether it's money the government gave you or the money that the government lets you keep. Yeah, listen, I, I might want to take a contrary opinion on on this one. Um, who cares? 
<laughs> Who cares if $5.4 billion in COVID aid um, made it out into the economy in the midst yeah. of a pandemic? Right. The point good. was get it in the economy. Yep. That's good. Right. Like, if but it this went out and, well, this didn't go to the economy. Yeah, it did. This if went, it went to out, corporations that inflated their payrolls so they could get the money for these fake employees. It yeah, went to. But the, but it still went in the economy. So who cares if it went to real employees or to not real employees? It, it's in the system. Is, is that your point, Rob? That's my point. Yes. Oh, so it, it trickled down from the, uh, from the no, no corporations. Not I'm not sure. I'm not sure corporations. I'm not sure like Pepsi Cola is you know reporting false social security numbers. My guess is it's probably. You know, like it's probably small businesses doing it this. It was also not. churches. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, of course. It was, <laughs> yeah. Dan's Dan's business called Cheese Mountain LLC. Yes. <laughs> Cheese Mountain of those. LLC. Uh, still mad they didn't do my PPP how, loans. For how that. did you? How did you have all those employees <laughs> working here like, in Cheese Mountain? It's a lot of cheese. We have a lot of employees. I, I, uh, I'm like, this is. I, I don't care. I don't. Well, I, I, I'm I'm with you too, Rob. I just think like the idea that during the shutdown and you know all the things that were happening they just wanted to pump trillions of dollars into yeah. the, into the system and the best way to do it was to put it into people's bank accounts directly because that's the best thing for the government to do by the way i mean i'm from yeah. that camp right yeah. if you want to keep the economy going with new money and destroy the money that you take out in taxes which is how it works it's you're better off not giving it to somebody who then's going to give it to somebody else. Like like it's mom and dad taking the kids to the to the fair, and everybody you know has to get three dollars from their from their mom before they can go buy their lunch. Just give it straight to people's bank accounts. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. It's it's what works. So I'm also of the opinion if the point was to get money into the system, it doesn't really matter how that got how that got distributed, whether rich people put it in their savings account or people like me spent all the way through all of it before the end of August, you know, um, because the point of it was not merit-based system, not earning, not deserving. It was keep the economy moving during a time when people are not working and doing all the other things that generate, generate income. Yeah. I get that. that. I get that. Like in, in the emergency situation we were in, you want to just throw a bunch of money so that people stay alive uh, while they're unemployed. But in hindsight, we can also say, oh, these people abuse the system. Yeah, fair we enough. can now have consequences for that. Right, like, right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get to cheat when someone's trying to do a good thing. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. And as, yeah. as Jim says in the comments, Republicans are upset that someone dipped into the dip reserve before the chip reserve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clever. Clever. See, well, the best well, listeners well in the done, world Jim. on this thing. Well, well and, and this then, this COVID spending then ties into the desire that the Republicans have to have a big fight over if we're going to increase what's called the debt ceiling. And I'm just going to be luxury about this for a minute. Thursday, we're going to do a longer bit on all this. Um, calling the United the United States federal government deficit debt is inaccurate to the point of being dishonest. It, <clears throat> how it works is that the total accumulation of the United States debt from its founding, 
from like, I don't know, maybe 1780, somewhere in there, the deficit that we have or the national debt, the thing that runs on a clock outside of, you know, some big park in New York City, it's tallying up every second spending, this thing that we have to set a limit to increase or decrease. That debt is the total amount of money that the United States government has created through the treasury, all the money created, it's in one column, minus the amount of money taken out in taxes is the other column, and the difference is the deficit. Mm -hmm. Calling that debt, that's not debt. Nope. (laughs) What the federal government does through the treasury is produces the currency and decides how much should exist to make the United States federally backed currency, the US dollar function. How much is there? Trillions and trillions of dollars. When there gets to be too much money working in the system, then the government wants to take some out. So they're like filling and refilling a coffee cup. When they take the money out, they don't put it into a bank account it just goes away. Tax money from the federal government just goes away. That's the money that's been taken out. The difference for how much has been taken out and how much has been put in is what's called the deficit. If you took out all the money you put in, think about what would happen. There would be no money. You took it all out, right? (laughs) So that difference is what lets the country roll. Now, what the government does sometimes is the government says, rather than take the money out through taxes, we'll take the money out by putting the money in. It's this little trick they have where they sell you a bond. So then you can say, okay, government, I'm going to send you $100. So you take that $100 out of the economy. It's no longer exists in the economy. But in 10 years or in 20 years, you're going to pay me back $120. So now you owe me $20 more than I put in if you keep my money out of the system for 20 years. So instead of taking it out through taxes, they'll take it out that way. Then you have this amount of money. Hey, how much do we have to pay people that bought a bond and gave us their $100 and we have to give them $102, $110, $120, whichever deal they got when they bought the bond. That's the other way that they're creates some level of debt. But it's not debt like we owe it. The government can just produce enough money to get rid of the debt (laughs) because that's what they do. They just produce money. So this thing that we're fighting over is the Republicans saying we shouldn't allow for the amount of money that we've taken out versus the amount of money that exists in the system. We shouldn't allow that number to go higher. Right. Why the reason, not? Because the calling reason, it a credit card is not true. It's not right. a credit card. You are the creditor government. <laughs> you don't the, have a credit card. Right. The reason the reason Republicans are able to use the debt ceiling as a political tool, um, the reason they do that is because philosophically, uh, they they purport to be against this kind of government spending. Um, they want to they want to reduce the 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 services that that people have available to them that people take advantage of that's paid for 
through government spending. And so um, rather than, you know, making an honest argument about, listen, we have the money to spend on, you know, lowering prescription drug prices, or we have the money to spend on um, increasing the child credit, child tax credit, or whatever it might be. We have the money to spend on that um, because we always have enough money to spend on anything if we decide to spend it. Um, Instead of saying we have the money, but we don't want to spend it on this. We don't think this would be good for you. We don't think this would be good for our our country. This is not the social compact that we have. Yep. Rather than making that argument and trying to argue on the merits of whether or not we should spend the money that we have available to spend or that we could that could be made available to spend, instead of doing that, they are they're it, they're they've created this false crisis of like, Oh, well, nothing we can do about it. Like, uh, yeah, we're in like, debt, credit we, cards. Who do we yeah, owe? They use that. Yeah. Name. Like, Oh, we would love to give you everything you want, but we can't because, you know, it, yeah, it, we're going to talk it about is, this again more, more on yeah, Thursday. And I'll just say, I, yeah, Rob, I totally hear what you're saying. I just, what I, what I have picked up from people like economists, uh, Fadal, Kaboob, who's been on with us a number of times, and Stephanie Kelton, who writes a lot about this. I like the phrase, not we have the money, mm. but the government creates the money. So we can spend whatever we want because the government creates the amount of money that exists. Mm-hmm. It's not even that we have it or don't have it right. like this. I, I get that, right. you know, that's sort of yeah. the typical way we would talk about it because they don't have it, they yep. make it. Yep. So because they make it, and you're exactly right, and we'll talk more about this, people are interested, you can go back and watch other videos or freshen up on Thursday. But what there's, here's why Republicans don't always talk about this. They do a lot. The first person I ever heard describing how this actually works you know, in this accurate way was a, a, a fellow who used to have a radio show and died a couple of years ago named Rush Limbaugh. He used to talk about this all the time, actually, that this is how it works. And what he would be saying then when I would listen to him, and I think he was right, was here's why Republicans don't like this. Because in order to make sure there's not too much money in the economy, when the government puts money in, so every spending bill is new money. By the way, that's an important notion. Every spending mm-hmm. bill is brand new money that didn't previously exist. So yep. either the debt limit's going to, the, the difference lim- number's going to go up of how much has been taken out versus how much is put in. Or you're going to take that money out. Here's what Republicans really don't like. When you put the money in, like you were saying, to pay for a child tax credit or to pay for a highway or to pay for school lunches or to pay for uh, uh, systems that pay attention to police forces, anything, pick your thing, whatever the money's spent on. Who are they going to take the money from when they take the money out of the system? Well, our tax code says, take it from the people that have the most So the reason so many Republicans don't like government spending is not only because they don't like the spending that someone's going to get, they think that the government then is going to take it from them, take it out of the system. So someone else got money, new money in, and they got their money taken out to balance it out. Now, their solution could be stop taking the money out. Don't worry about the debt. 
then you could keep your money and new money would be spent. And then the fear there is inflation, right? Because mm -hmm. then if too much money's in the system, the price of things go up. And we saw that perhaps happen because so much money came in the system and production levels were down. So inflation went up, right? That's what caused inflation this last time. Um, Most likely. Too much money, or, too much money. Or maybe it had something system. to do with oil. No, it's too much money in the system and not enough production caused oil to go up and shipping to go up and all and all the things which yeah may have been some artificial like the oil industry they're just like oh, i think we'll stop producing as much oil sure. so prices go up they do that yes and that's a that's a thing they do a lot so that can't explain can't explain all, all of that say we'll talk more about this on thursday if people are interested in it this argument is really an argument about the social system and what Republicans want to keep saying is we can't keep spending. And if that was true, then cut the military budget. Yep. So you know it's not about spending because never do they ever talk about cutting the military spending. Now, I will yep. say the goofball hardliners that held up McCarthy's election to the Speaker of the House some of those people are actually saying we should cut military spending. So, you know, they're going to call our bluff on that one. Uh, and fair enough. <laughs> so this is what's going on. This debt ceiling thing, it's going to get solved. And one of the ways, did you hear the, uh, the suggestion of the trillion dollar coin? The trillion dollar yes. coin, yeah. <laughs> this one's genius. It takes into account what we're talking about, how the Federal Reserve actually works when it comes to money. And it is the Federal Reserve at its own discretion gets to decide how much money exists in the world. And Yelton can just say, hey, mint a single coin that's worth $1 trillion and go deposit it in a Federal Reserve Bank and that will put $1 trillion into the economy. And if you think, that's crazy. That's not how it works. What do you think <laughs> they did exactly. with the PPP money we were just talking about? They yeah. just said, exactly how it works. Make yeah, I love it because it points out just people. the absurdity of what is real and what we fabricate based on yeah. like, well, it's a household budget. No, it's not. It's it's way different. The, yeah, the thing that gets me though. Put on the trillion dollar coin. You know, gonna, it, if the trillion George dollar Santos, coin gets minted, George who do you put on the Santos trillion dollar coin? <laughs> You'd be like the fakiest <laughs> fake thing of the fake fakers. Uh, George Santos on the trillion dollar coin. Uh, all right. Uh, so, hey, if, if that, one last if thing, though, the selective outrage is what gets me because we had four years of Trump, the most Republican of Republicans, you know, their, their guy. And during the Trump years, Look he ballooned the In national weight. debt. Oh, and that too. Yep. Just uh, we've got a graph on the screen as shows the Obama years. It's going up at a steady clip, and then Trump just keeps going. There it goes. Zero. He promised to pay down the national debt. Didn't do it. He promised yep. you know Mexico would build the wall too, but didn't pay for it. It's almost like the guy promised Stormy Daniels he'd give her one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and that he did. So that'll take us to a, maybe a final story. He did. There was one promise he kept, and that was, "Hey Stormy, if Sorry. we can let National Enquirer buy your story and then bury it, we'll give you one hundred and thirty thousand dollars." Which then he did, but he did it through an account that was related to his lawyer, which was related to his campaign and it became a campaign finance violation for which Michael Cohen, his former lawyer and thug 
went to federal prison for a year. And Donald Trump was individual number one. And now the uh, DA in New York has opened up a grand jury now looking into this, which the people that I listen to have said there's no way he's calling a grand jury if he does not intend to file charges. So some information somehow has come newly or fresh. And Donald Trump, in addition to being in a civil case uh, around his behavior after raping a woman, his involvement in the insurrection on January 6th, his meddling in the election in Georgia, his business tax attorney being in federal prison now for the crimes that he committed now has another indictment that is likely to come down on him. And that's even before the special prosecutor, the special investigator looks into his treatment of the documents and how he lied to the Justice Department and the FBI about him. That guy is such a criminal, it's unreal. I mean, he has, what, what did I just name off? Six things that I can just think of because I paid just a little bit of attention to this. It is remarkable the level of purported criminality that this guy behaved in. And that's after he was impeached twice by the by his co-workers in the co in the co-branches of government. I mean, he is such a clown show, it's unbelievable and dangerous, just reckless and dangerous. I I think, you know, at the end of the day, if it is Stormy Daniels that ends up bringing the the long-awaited indictment of Donald Trump that we have hoped for, that we have dreamed of, that we have speculated about, you know, for all of these things and, you know, and other crimes. If it's finally Stormy Daniels that's able to uh, to bring about that indictment and hopefully ultimately a criminal uh, conviction, I mean, what what a happy ending to the story. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just did a happy endings with a Stormy Daniels story. That's gonna get us get like an adult rating over there on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Come on, I, I I was just sitting here that's a, I'm like, oh, that's a little that treat is. for anybody that sticks with us for an hour and so on. Minute. Um, look, here's yeah, I, I'm with you, and here's the beautiful irony of all of this. Why did they enlist all the people that they enlisted to cover up the Stormy Daniels story? Well, it's because it would be humiliating to him in his campaign. He really did not want his current wife to know that he was having an affair while she's home with an infant. Really didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Cover it up however you have to. Break the law if you have to, because I'm running for president and I don't want to actually use other money, so I'm going to take this money, $130,000 paid to her. All of it was designed to do what? To cover up this situation. And instead of it working to cover it up, we all know Stormy Daniels. Not only yeah. do we know about it, which we would have only known about it as a tabloid story of another thing that makes this man unappealing to a percentage of the population. But now we know about it in court documents where people are going to have to tell their story under oath before a grand jury and ultimately in a court of law about what he did. So the covering it up made the thing he was trying to prevent by covering it up all that much worse. It is, 
I know it's been five years that we've all been saying Donald Trump's, you know, up and comings need to be up and coming. But in the longer arc of how stuff comes back and comes to the surface and shows up and 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 reeks its um, reaps its harvest, this timeline is not all that long. He ran a cover up six years ago, and here it is. Yep. Now there's going to be an indictment, and her face is all over, and we all know who she is, and unbelievable that now this thing. And by the way, Melania now knows. Everyone knows, and for all the little, you know, Trump's my guy, he got to be with an adult film star kind of person. Yeah, I, I don't think that's how Donnie's thinking about it. I think he's thinking about it as, you know, I've made a huge mistake. And the level of humiliation that comes to everybody around all of this, not only for his bad behavior, but for the cover-up and the paying people off is just, you can't look away from the stuff does tend to show up. And Trisha says he's been getting away with it for decades. Why do we think it's going to be different? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah, but again, has he? I mean, look, uh, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, in one yeah. sense, he did become a president. Yes. But he was also, you know, called an effing moron by the people who worked for him. He was twice impeached. He's been humiliated. He lost re-election. All the rest of this stuff. He's under criminal indictment. His businesses have gone broke. He made a casino go out of business. His wife doesn't speak to him on a whole set of issues. Has he gotten away with it? Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, in what, in what way? He's a tortured, angry, bitter man that just keeps bringing up, I didn't lose when everyone knows he lost. Did he get away with it? Really? I mean, yes, I want him to actually go to jail. But Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, uh, the Papadopoulos, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, his, his Michael Flynn, uh, his, his accountant, all the people who've actually gone to jail around this yeah. guy, he hasn't gotten right away with it. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, uh, it, it, and he's yeah. a candidate for the presidency of the United States again. <laughs> Still, Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But then people will say, I, I'll get it. I could, I, could, I could conjure it up in 45 seconds if I wanted to. Somebody would say, oh, what? You just don't like Trump because of stuff he wrote on Twitter? Like, oh my gosh, you really think that's what it is? You really think those of us who plot our lives in order to try to stop the country from this man or stop the man from destroying this country think it's about what he wrote on Twitter? Really? Yeah. Nope. No, it's the criminal indictment stuff. That, <laughs> it's that the stuff. crimes. <laughs> it's the crimes mostly. And 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 the just being a bad president overall, like just yeah. just the worst. Horrible just, person, just bad job. horrible president. Just a bad job. Yeah. 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 Well, Hey, we didn't even talk about Joe. How do you think Joe did this week? Joe have a good week? Joe have a bad week? Do we are we on an up up uh, upswing with Joe? I didn't hear a lot about documents this week, so I feel like that's a win. They didn't they yeah. didn't dig out any more uh, secret documents that he had that he had. Does he have away. any sheds or like? <laughs> <laughs> has anyone checked the got a, the pool house? Like, like, he yeah. seems like the kind of guy that would have a like a, a old schooly leather briefcase. They should be looking through as well. You know, is yep. there a briefcase somewhere that he's got to got to dig stuff out of? Yeah. Well, uh, been a, hey, hey, by the way, next Tuesday is State of the Union address. Okay. Yep. Maybe Are you asking? About you. <laughs> uh, I am. I am. Is that is that true? It that, could that be true. Correct. I that think they're on correct. Tuesdays, and I feel like I heard that it's next week, so I just assumed it was Tuesday. Yep. Shall we do a live stream during the uh, State of the Union and uh, absolutely and make? Yeah. Uh, 
mystery yeah. science theater like commentaries about about oh, all of it. If Rob has whiskey. It's the only no. way I'll commit to it. <laughs> That's true. Rob, <laughs> Rob starts on the Thanks, everybody. about for three that. in the afternoon. No, 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 no. We're not going to run in until seven o'clock. Hey, YouTube, if you want to pull down a video, pull down that one. <laughs> pull down the one where, where, where Rob's slow whiskey drink through the. I can't remember what we were live streaming, but that was a treat. Um, <laughs> it was Trump's presidential announcement. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. yeah I was it's the only way you the can get through yeah <laughs> wow that was all great. right we'll see you uh, see you soon okay. everybody hey, hey should we say thanks to all the people can we do yeah. we have a second for that thanks like to jim like and trisha yeah trisha. and kimberly and diane and trisha and Carrie. hey and if you're if you're not on our youtube channel go over there and as the kids like to say uh like and subscribe smash that subscription button yep. <laughs> like and subscribe please like me and subscribe could anything be just more pathetically pandering than what we all have to do over on youtube please like please like me and please please <laughs> please come to my birthday come back tell youtube that we're not conspiracy theorists <laughs> please 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 sit with me in the lunchroom please it just it helps but in all honesty it really helps you know uh now that we're monetized, which is a thing over on YouTube. I was going to say, please let me go to the bathroom and be done with this live stream. But we can, we can keep going. Today, but as of the other day, we made money on our YouTube channel. Hey, hey what, like 13 cents? No, 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 no. Not there's, quite. There's, there's dollars involved. <laughs> Dollars. $2.86 as of a couple That's days amazing. ago. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Two dollars. So you know, hey, your your actions actually turn into dollars over there. So please go over there and just yeah. start. Just turn on the streams and let them roll all day. It just, it's just, it's just. You, look, you you go into our YouTube channel and just let that thing roll, and you're like the Federal Reserve. You're just printing money, and it goes right into our bank account. Just let it roll. Uh, good one, Dan. All right, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>